Today is December the 11th. Today, we see that Jesus is better. Today, as we read through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Hebrews, the first four chapters. Uh, now, the key word of Hebrews is better. Uh, here, we learn that Christ is better than everything else that we have ever seen or ever had. Um, we don't really know who the author of Hebrews is. Uh, it's obvious that he's very familiar with Paul. He uses a lot of Pauline metaphors and Pauline terminology. But uh, it, he is distinct from Paul. Uh, the letter is a more traditional epistle. In fact, in this case, uh, the author is not even stated, nor are the recipients. The introduction is kind of similar to Luke's introduction to uh, the Gospel of Luke and to the book of Acts, but uh, it is uh, not intended to be read as a personal letter uh, until you get to the end, and he does address some of the personal issues. Now, in, in the book of Hebrews, uh, we're told that Jesus is better. In chapter 1, he's better than the Old Testament angels. The word angel, angelos in Greek, actually means messenger. That's why the evangel, uh, the gospel, uh, is uh, the good message. Well, Jesus is better than the Old Testament messengers, angels. Jesus is better in uh, chapter 3, better than Moses. Um, 3 3, Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses. He's better than Joshua. 4 8. Now, if Joshua has succeeded in giving them this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. Then uh, from chapter 5 on, not in our reading for today, but to complete the idea, Jesus is better than the priests and specifically than the high priest. Enjoy today as you read Hebrews 1 to 4 and find out that Jesus is better. Hebrews 1 through 4, New Living Translation, Hebrews 1. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now, in these final days, He has spoken to us through His Son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, He created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. 
This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. For God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus, You are my Son, today I have become your Father. God also said, I will be his Father and he will be my Son. And when he brought his supreme Son into the world, God said, Let all God's angels worship him. Regarding the angels, he says, He sends his angels like the winds, his servants like flames of fire. But to the sun, he says, Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with the scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. He also says to the sun, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing. But you are always the same. You will live forever. And God never said to any of the angels, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. Hebrews 2. So we must listen carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think that we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself, and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chooses. And furthermore, it was not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. For in one place the scripture says, What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Or a son of man that you should care for him? Yet for a little while you made them a little lower than the angels, and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them authority over all things. Now when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things under their authority. What we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels, and because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. God, for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory, and it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same Father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters, for he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among the assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him, that is, I and the children God has given me. Because God's children are human beings, made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood, for only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. 
Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. We also know that the Son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. Hebrews 3 And so, dear brothers and sisters, who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus, whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest, for he was faithful to God, who appointed him just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. For every house has a builder, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ as the Son is in charge of God's entire house, and we are God's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. That is why the Holy Spirit says, Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts, as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. There your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw many miracles for forty years. So I was angry with them and said, Their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in anger I took an oath, they will never enter my place of rest. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Remember what it says, Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts, as Israel did when they rebelled. And who was it that rebelled against God even though they heard his voice? Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for forty years? Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose corpses lay in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter his rest. Hebrews 4 God's promise of entering his rest still stands, so we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. For this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them, but it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For only we who believe can enter his rest. As for the others, God said, In my anger I took an oath, they will never enter my place of rest, even though this rest has been ready since he made the world. We know it is ready because the place in the scriptures where it mentions on the seventh day, on the seventh day God rested from all his work. But in the other passage God said, They will never enter my place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter, but those who first heard the good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. 
So God set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Now, if Joshua had succeeded in giving them rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes, and He is the one to whom we are accountable. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weakness, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see that Jesus is our High Priest.